Canny Cross conversations, chatting all things Canny Cross and running. Join Canny Cross instructors, me, Michelle, and me, Louise, as we chat to guest experts about dogs and running, sometimes while out canny crossing. Welcome to today's bonus episode of Canny Cross Conversations. We're joined by Hannah Lyon, vet and dog behaviourist, and we thought we'd chat to Hannah today about fireworks with fireworks night coming up soon. So welcome, Hannah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Louise and Michelle. So we thought it, it's a good time the week before fireworks night um, just to have a chat through what we can do to help our dogs cope, really, with fireworks. Um, I've got a dog, Poppy, who's very scared of any loud noises. So it'd be really interesting to hear your view on it and what we can do to help. So do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit first for all our listeners? OK, yeah. So I'm um, Hannah Lyon. I'm a vet and a dog behaviourist. I work uh, mainly in dog behaviour now. I run my own practice called Dog Meets Dog uh, Behaviour Practice, which is based in North Northamptonshire. And the majority of the work that I do is working with dogs who have problems with other dogs. So dogs that they meet out on walks. I use my own dogs as stooge dogs to help build other dogs' confidence um, sort of, and, and teach them sort of how to behave around, around other dogs. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so... Let's so let's start talking about fireworks then. So why? I mean, do all dogs have a have a natural fear of fireworks, or is it just some dogs? You know, why are they so bad? Absolutely. In general. So I think one of the things about fireworks and, and one of the things about so the problems with fireworks is to sort of differentiate the difference between a normal fear reaction. So when something scary happens, like there's a very loud bang um, or like something that you don't, you're not expecting sort of happens and a dog can startle or a dog can jump and then they can recover and think, oh, OK, that was loud. That was a bit scary, but actually life's fine again. But then the dogs that are severely affected by fireworks are actually suffering from a phobia. Um, and so it's an abnormal fear and it affects their normal everyday life. So some dogs you get that don't want to go out after dark. Um, they you know, sort of trash the house, they pant, they pace, they do all the, these sorts of things. And so it is that sort of there are some dogs that, yes, aren't bothered by fireworks at all. Don't even notice them are completely happy. You get some that are a little bit unhappy, particularly if they hear them very loudly say your next door neighbours set them off. And then you have other dogs that are so severely affected by fireworks works that actually every year sort of in autumn their life is is sort of miserable um and sort of one of the reasons why fireworks can be so bad is that they're often unpredictable so the dog doesn't know when to, to expect them when they're happening just as you think a display is finished suddenly somebody else in the village lets some some more off um so dogs can't can't predict them they also don't have any control over them so, so there isn't anything they can do to make them go away or to to make them feel better um, one of the other things sort of more recently is that also fireworks have become much louder um, and you know, sort of the, the noises is much, much more severe. And also the length of time that fireworks happen is much, much more. Um, you know, once upon a time, you used to get bonfire night, you know, 5th of November, the dogs dealt with that and then everything was fine. Whereas these days, you know, sort of often it starts at Halloween um, and can often carry on randomly until New Year. Um, and because they're so freely available for people to buy, it's not just that it's you've got the town or the village display that happens you get them sort of randomly so those are the things that are sort of creating the problems why dogs are becoming sort of more and more sort of fearful um sort of of them yeah. what sort of things would you notice in a dog i mean you said about trashing the house um and things mm -hmm. like that but what sort of other things would you notice because i know pickle she's a gun dog so i've sort of always assumed that she's she's okay 
Um, and she might hear a sound and just put her head up, but she doesn't react in any other way. So how do people, how, how do dogs, sorry, react? Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly sort of uh, hearing the sound, sort of orientating towards it, having a look going, oh, what was that? Oh, okay, that was fine. It's a normal reaction. I wouldn't worry about a dog that did that. You know, sort of they notice the sound and then go, oh, okay, yeah, that was fine and carry on with what they were doing. Dogs that have problems, they often do sort of several things. Sometimes dogs hide. So you'll sometimes find dogs that hide behind the sofa or they you know, sort of want to hide. I knew of a dog once that tries to get in the freezer. They opened the freezer door, pulled all the, the shelves and all the contents out and tried to get in there to, to hide. Um, you get dogs, that if they don't hide, they often just pant and pace. So you get a dog that pants, you know, sort of a huge amount. They pace around. Um, they'll often try and get through a door they're often the wrong side of a door and if you let them you know, sort of into another room they're not happy in there either they want to come back into the, the other room sometimes you get dogs that want to dig so sometimes they can dig at the sofa they can dig at the door they can dig at carpets and again they're trying to sort of get away from the noises but they don't quite know know how um so they tend to be the the main things sometimes you also get dogs that bolt so so dogs one of the sort of most scary times and one of the sort of most dangerous times for dogs if they encounter fireworks is often if they're out on a walk so if you're out in a park or you're out in a walk dogs can slip their lead or they can run away and they bolt from, from the fireworks and sadly you know sort of every year some dogs are involved in road traffic accidents because they've bolted from the fireworks they're not thinking clearly they run across roads um so that's one of the other um, sort of things that you can see um and the other really important thing to think about also is that actually there's been shown to be a link between dogs that are suffering from musculoskeletal pain so things like sort of arthritic conditions and fireworks and and actually it, it worsens um their responses to fireworks because what happens is when they jump and when they do sort of the startle response of oh i've heard a loud sound they tense their muscles and actually it hurts because they've got a, a musculoskeletal condition so they've shown that actually um you know there is this link between the two so it's really really important either in younger dogs with undiagnosed sort of arthritic conditions or older dogs that you know have got some kind of arthritis to make sure again they're as comfortable with fireworks as they can be and that their pain medication is is right sort of ready because basically sort of they they start to make that association with the fact that actually fireworks hurt because they make the sound you jump you tense yourself and it and it's painful and so so that can make things a lot worse as, as well oh that's gosh. so sad to hear oh gosh poor dogs Yes, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lung because I've got a dog um, who she'll hear a firework go off, she'll jump, she'll stand completely still, head down, she'll start shaking, and then she won't go outside then. If it's dark, she won't go outside because she's terrified she'll hear it again. So I'm really interested to hear some coping mechanisms of what we can do because um, I feel so sad for her. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, then there's, there's quite a lot of things that we can do um, to, to sort of help our dogs, both in the sort of the short term things you can can do to help your dogs, you know, sort of now. And then there are longer term things that you can do sort of effectively to help dogs. Um, so, so to sort of help them for, for next year. So so because of the time we're at now, so because we're, we're so close to fireworks, a lot of it this year is sort of firefighting and helping make things better. And then once fireworks and New Year is over in about February, that's when we can start thinking about contacting your local behaviourist or your vet um, about sort of helping to desensitise your dogs to, to fireworks to really help them for, for next year. And do, do, does the way we react um, make the dogs worse as well? Because do they sense our sort of like, you know, we hear a firework go off and we kind of worry about how, we, how our dog's going to react. Will that affect them as well? 
Yes, yes, absolutely. It certainly can. And, and often sort of it can be, you know, sort of you can get either end of the, the spectrum. So if you tell a dog off for its behavior, so say, for example, you're sat trying to watch your favorite program of an evening and you've got a dog that's pacing and panting and keeps going across the telly or tries to sit on your lap or, or starts digging in places, getting cross with the dog and telling it off is going to make things worse because obviously they're doing what they're doing because they're stressed and because they're they're, they're upset and telling them off is just going to add to the stress. Likewise, there's also this balance of not reassuring the dog too much, um, and it's and it's how you go about doing it. I mean, it, it, sort of people say well, you have to ignore the dog because they're worried and this kind of thing. It's not about ignoring them because actually, if they're distressed and we're their sort of caregiver and they're taking their cues from us, we don't want to sort of ignore them and shut them out. Um, because that then equally adds to their distress. But if we make too much of a fuss about things, often they mis misread us trying to calm them as thinking, oh, well, okay, so my owner's upset too. There's something to be upset about. Um, so actually what we want to show them, and I think Sarah Heath coined the, the phrase, she's a behaviourist who's done a lot. Um, so sort of there's a company called Sound Scary that um, we can talk about that do the desensitisation um, sort of sounds and, and noises. And she talks about having a calm indifference so basically you want to be there for your dog but you want to be very chilled about the fact you're there and you're there and you're available to them but actually the fireworks are no big deal nothing's really happening we're not getting stressed about it we're not trying to massively comfort you and give you a big hug and, and those kind of things we're just there and we're available to you um, but actually there's no big deal and nothing's nothing is going on and that's going to work with puppies really as well isn't it yeah, absolutely. And certainly puppies and their first exposure, so dogs' first exposures to things are often the time that then sort of creates what they sort of expect to happen. So certainly as puppies, um, you want the sort of their first experiences of fireworks to, yes, be a, be a good experience. Certainly at the moment, we've got two uh, puppies. I've got, we've got one that's 12 weeks old and one that's six months old. So the the youngest one's my daughter's and the six month old's mine. And certainly at the moment we're going for fireworks and going, right, how are we going to, to do this? Um, so certainly my uh, puppy's uh, owner, she's a veteran behaviorist as well. They've had a fantastic upbringing. She was playing them fireworks noises when they were asleep at sort of two, three weeks old. So so she's very un uh, sound aware she's very oblivious to lots of sounds they really don't bother her the 12 week old she notices sounds in the garden I've noticed she doesn't worry about them but you notice that she notices noises so we've said right we're going to download the sound scary uh noise um download that you can get you can buy it as a cd or you can get it as a, as a download um, and we're going to start playing that at really quiet levels to start with so she doesn't really notice just to get them used to the sounds of the, of the fireworks um, and because we've got older dogs who the dogs we have now are very indifferent to fireworks which is which is great so actually having them sometimes in the presence of an older dog that's really not bothered can also help because it's they're taking cues not just from you but from the other dog certainly if you've got a dog that is very anxious about fireworks and you've got a puppy then i would say if you can separate the two of them and have somebody sit with the older dog and somebody be with the puppy so that the puppy's not going well the older dog's worried about something therefore there's something to be, be worried about um and so again and it's building positive experiences and so it's things like you know sort of if you've, if you've got a puppy be in with them have the tv on have the radio on have the, the curtains closed and be you know sort of playing with them um you know they can be eating food they can be chewing a con and if they notice a noise then it's a case of not making a big deal of it say, oh yes they've noticed oh okay yet yeah, they recover from that and then they're, they're they're absolutely fine and so it's almost not paying too much attention to, to when they've paid attention to it they want to be sort of looking at you and you're sort of going yeah no that was no big deal nothing really happened you know, sort of and they take those cues whereas if you look at them and you, you're going oh, it's okay yes you're fine that's okay they go oh so actually there's something that I need to to sort of notice 
Um, so that's one of the good things, certainly with, with puppies. Um, and it's making sure, like you say, with your dog, it's not unusual for dogs this time of year. Once it gets dark, then they start to go, oh, actually, no, I know that fireworks that happen around, I mean, happen around this time. And then they won't go to the, to the toilet and, and this sort of thing. And, and some dogs who often what happens is dogs can get worse each year um, that, that happens. Um, and, and it's quite a common thing that dogs are kind of OK when they're sort of two or three years old and they get to sort of four or five, six and they start to predict these events happen. And the dogs that are really phobic actually this time of year they're picking up on lots of cues in the environment that are saying to them actually this time of year isn't safe so when you're frightened of something and when something is a danger perceived as being a danger to you you're looking for all the cues to see whether is that thing going to happen and so it's things like when the temperature changes you know sort of when the the, the autumn sort of happens when the nights start getting darker dogs that are afraid of fireworks start picking up on that and you can start to see that their behavior changes sort of generally and then it can also be paired with things like bonfire smoke. So they're picking up on those cues to say, OK, yeah, bonfire smoke indicates there might be a firework. Um, and that's sort of thing. And you start to then get dogs that won't go out to the toilet once it's dark, even if they haven't necessarily heard fireworks yet that season. Um, and so yeah. maybe. No, I was going to say, Michelle, is that what um, puppies like? That's exactly what puppies like. Yeah, I was going to ask for how do we deal with that? Because it's yeah it's really difficult because it can be five o'clock when it's dark and she yeah. won't go out all night and she obviously needs the toilet so she's holding it in that can't be good for her um, it's, should we be taking them out ourselves but then if a, if a bang happens while we're out it's kind of I, I've made that bang happen I'm kind of responsible um it's how do you cope with it yeah, absolutely. And it is a really difficult thing in, in, in that respect. And I think it's weighing up that balance of how likely is it that a firework is going to go off, you know, sort of at that period of time. And often if you can, it's making sure the dog's been out and been toileted whilst it's still light. So, you know, she's as comfortable as she as she can be. Um, and then often sort of allowing them to, to sort of be in the house um, and to not have to go outside and not force the issue. Because absolutely, yeah, the worst thing you can do is let them out in the garden. You think everything's safe and then suddenly fireworks go off because actually you've then reiterated to them that actually, yes, they're right to be worried and this is what what happens so if you can toilet them before it's dark um and certainly you just sort of not taking them out um you know so, sort of anywhere that's that's sort of not secure in case they bolt run away slip their leads so, so that sort of thing it's often worth making sure that they're in and they're settled and and sort of sort of happy and normally most adult dogs if you think about how long they go you know sort of overnight when they're when they're fine Normally, if you let them out before it's dark and they go to the toilet and you've encouraged them out and go out there, there with them and encourage her to do it, then normally you can then get her through the evening. And then perhaps even if you then let her out perhaps later than you normally would when you know everything's died down again, then often that's the, the best thing to, to do in that respect. Well, it's worse yeah. than having kids, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I dread this time of year and she probably picks up on it as well. It's not... It's not good, is it? Because I know she doesn't like it. So I kind of, oh, I must kind of carry tension around with me. Yeah, absolutely. And there's lots of things that you can do sort of leaving, um, sort of leading up to the night to, to prepare for things. And then actually on the night itself, if you've got a dog that's worried. Um, and so often it's to do with things like create. Sometimes it's tapping into whatever they would normally do. So if a dog naturally hides, that's actually quite a useful thing for them to do because it's a safe behavior to do. Um, and so it's about creating them a safe space, a, a safe den area for them to hide in. And by allowing them to hide, it helps to, to sort of them to feel more safe and, and, and secure and to teach them that actually that's a good coping strategy to, to have um, and it's useful to set up a hidey place for them before fireworks happen so they get used to going in there they have chews they have food in there before um, so, so that they start to get tense about fireworks 
Um, and you can do this in several different ways. You can either use a crate. Um, if you've got a crate already and your dog's been used to being in a crate, then a crate's a really useful thing to, to, to have. Um, you can cover it in quite a heavy blanket. So again, you're trying to help block out the noise. Um, thinking about where you have the crate in the house can be quite useful. Ideally, you want to have it somewhere either against an inner wall or in an inner room if you've got one. So not in a conservatory that's got a lot of glass and is exposed to outside. Um, so, so somewhere safe, ideally somewhere where they're around you so in your living room or some somewhere like that um but it's also about being guided by the dog so if you if you've got a dog that when fireworks happens actually they go and hide behind the sofa then actually you can create them their den where they naturally go rather than trying to make them go somewhere else allow them to go where they'd normally go so put a comfy bed in there um put some some treats and, and sort of chews and thing things in there um there is um a daptyl, which is a it comes as a diffuser or a spray that you can get which is a pheromone and it's basically it's based on the pheromone that bitches produce when they're suckling their puppies they they produce it from their midline and it basically says says to the puppies this is your safe space this is where you feel secure this is where you feel happy and the synthetic version of that pheromone they've done studies to show that it has an effect on on sort of helping dogs um it's helped some dogs more than others some dogs are so you know sort of distressed that actually it's not making a big difference to them but if if you have that then you can and you can either plug the diffuser in and turn it on as close to sort of their bed area as possible um, or you can get the spray and with the spray, you have to spray it half an hour before you allow the dog access to the area because it's an alcohol-based spray. The alcohol needs to diffuse off. <laughs> um, it is quite strong. I used it once with one of mine when I was getting them used to travelling and I sprayed inside the back of the car and then, yeah, had this whiff of sort of the alcohol as it diffused off. So, yeah, so don't let them in for about half an hour afterwards just so it's all sort of diffused off. Um, so that can be really useful. And it's just about encouraging them to go there so you can feed them their dinner there sort of for a few nights leading up to it. You can let them have their chews and and things like that that they have and then when they go in there you can praise them for doing it you can sit with them and stroke them if you if you want to um and so it's just every time they're there they feel sort of safe and, and secure so what happens if we have to leave our dogs by themselves on fire and you know if we have to go out or, or whatever are there other i mean you talk about that so the safe space would be really mm -hmm. important are there other things that we can do I mean, those, that would be sort of the main thing is making sure, particularly if you're leaving the dog on, on their own, <laughs> they've got a safe space that they can hide, um, that, that they can't, you know, sort of get out anywhere. And there's not things that they can damage themselves on if they're going to sort of be very, very anxious. Um, often leaving them with either a radio or a television um, is really useful, something with quite a good beat. Um, and I think actually there's some even uh, music now that's been designed uh, to play whilst dogs are playing, uh, are listening to, to fireworks, um, that's designed to have sort of certain beats that help make it harder to hear and, and this sort of thing. But sort of anything that's going to have, you know, sort of a good background noise, just so that the fireworks aren't quite so obvious. Things like closing the curtains so that they're not getting so much noise from, from outside and they're not necessarily seeing the visual um, sort of fireworks as, as well. Um, those are the, the main things to do. Have the adaptive diffuser. Sometimes some dogs, if they get comfort from you, the other thing it can be quite useful to do is perhaps sleep in an old T-shirt. And then when you go out, you can leave them with the T-shirt. So, again, they've got something that's, that's you know, sort of comfort uh, for you. Um, and they're the main things. And then on the evening, you can feed them a meal before you go out. Um, sometimes they suggest a high carb meal. So it's a little bit like um, sort of us when we've eaten Sunday dinner. So we're nice and full and we feel a little bit sleepy. So if they're full and they're, they're, they're sort of feeling sleepy, then that can also also help. You I hear of people, I don't know if you do anything, Michelle, but I hear of people, um, you know, getting tablets and things is that anti anxiety or stuff like that from, from vets and, and stuff? Does that sort of thing work or? 
is yeah. something is that like a last resort or no, it's absolutely not a last resort. If you've got a dog that's really anxious about fireworks, the problem is, that, as I say, each year they tend to get worse because they t- it tends to increase that anticipation. They they know what's happening. They know what to expect. And each year you gradually get worse. So if you've got a dog that's really struggling with fireworks, then no, I'd say absolutely. It's almost better to seek help and to seek um, sort of either a supplement that can work. There's, there's so many different supplements on the market and some are more effective than others. Some work for some dogs, some don't. So it's often worth chatting to your vets about what they recommend from a supplement point of view but also potentially from a drug point of view and as much as we think oh you know we don't want to drug dogs unless you know sort of necessary and that's the thing actually fireworks is one of those times where actually it's almost better to do it for them because then you're not increasing that anxiety every year and you're not increasing that that panic and you're making them them sort of feel better um there's various different drugs there's a drug on the market now that is licensed for dogs and with fireworks um that can be given um sort of orally it's a it's a paste so certainly chat to your vets about that um and it's just it's then you use that as sort of a firefighting measure now to help them through this fireworks and then as I say and then come February it's a case of talking to your vets or talking to a, a local behaviourist about um, sort of how to then help to desensitise them for next year um, and there is a process that you can go through using uh, sound desensitisation sort of CDs or, or downloads um, they have to be done very carefully because what you don't want to do is sensitise the dog even further for, for, for doing it but you're basically helping them get used to the fact that they become aware of the sounds but they're not worried about them and you grab gradually increase the volume and this sort of thing and monitor it carefully and then once they're listening to the sounds and they're indifferent to them what you then want to do is then pair them with something positive so once they've they've stopped worrying about the sounds you're then going actually now the bangs mean something positive whether that's food whether that's toys and that sort of thing but you can't do that straight away because they're often too worried about the sounds they need to become indifferent to them first and then find that they're they're excited because one of the things sometimes people try and and you can certainly try it with your dog if you've got a dog that's really food motivated or really toy motivated and they're not massively sort of anxious about the fireworks you can say okay well whilst we're having fireworks actually if you don't want to hide or you don't want to just sit quietly with me actually let's do some training tricks you know let's do some training you can do some downs and sits hand touches you know teaching the dog your things for food rewards or you can play tug and things and if the dog will engage and do those things if their fear level is enough you know, sort of low enough that they can still engage with those things, then great, absolutely, you can do those positive things during the fireworks. But some dogs are so worried that actually toys aren't of interest, food isn't of interest, they don't want any of those things because they're too afraid. And they're the ones that really could benefit from either um, a supplement or some some drug therapy and then can work on that, you know, sort of once they're then used to the the fireworks and we've done the desensitisation, you can then start to pair it with the toys or or the food, but you can't jump in there straight away with that because fear is overriding. And sort of everything at that point. Oh, oh that's so amazing! Nice, I've learned so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Hannah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's, it's interesting because Pickle it doesn't seem to be. I mean, she's three now, and she doesn't seem to be bothered by it. And I don't know whether that again is because she's a gun dog or, or whatever. But um, yeah, I've I've never had too much problems with with my dogs, so I'm lucky. I appreciate that, but definitely, no, excellent. Okay. Sorry. And I was just going to say, I think it is, uh, you know, sort of different dogs' reactions to different things. And sometimes it can just be lack of experience, you know, sort of when they're, they're young, they, you know, sort of particularly if you live in a really quiet village, they don't hear a lot of traffic sounds and all those sorts of things. Suddenly the fireworks are much louder. Sometimes it can be that dogs have, you know, sort of heard loads of things and been socialised as a puppy, but then they've had a particularly bad experience. Your neighbours let them off and didn't, you didn't realise and, and that's the thing. But, say, but equally, particularly if you get a dog who's, say, 
two or three or even three or four and they suddenly start to become worried about fireworks and certainly getting them checked by your vets even whatever age just to make sure they haven't got any arthritis you know sort of in their hips they're not showing any pain that sort of thing because actually if they are starting to develop any sort of arthritic changes or any painful um you know sort of musculoskeletal conditions then then as i say they're going to react much worse to the fireworks and it may be that alongside either drugs or it may just be that they need some pain relief um and because then the fireworks aren't aren't hurting when they jump and then you can start looking at at that sort of afterwards and then you may find that it doesn't start to get worse because they don't get that that association so certainly anything that suddenly happens and you think oh my dog was fine last year why have they suddenly sort of had that happen then it's often worth thinking is it something is there anything that's making them uncomfortable yeah and as our canicross dogs i expect we're we're quite aware of what our dogs are like anyway aren't we so we would be a bit concerned if that that started to happen brilliant yeah Excellent. Well, I, I just think there's so much information there for people. What was the name of that app that you uh, mentioned earlier? Sorry. It's called Sounds Scary. Um, and they are they have um, combined with the Dogs Trust. And I think it's from the dog, there's a dog, the Dogs Trust website. You can actually download for free the, the, the sounds um, onto your computer or onto to your phone. And then you can, can play them that way. So, but if you Google Sounds Scary, um, then you can often find them. That's brilliant. So is that something people would do on their own? Is that something you'd recommend as a behaviourist, or would you recommend doing that would, in conjunction with somebody like you? Yeah, I would probably. It would probably be worth, um, yes, sort of doing it alongside a, a behaviourist um, or a very good uh, sort of trainer, or alongside um, some information from your vets, just in case you know, sort of because if your dog, it, it's knowing how sort of slowly to do it or how quickly to do it and often as humans we have a tendency to rush these things um you know, sort of and our hearing is much less acute than than dogs and so we tend to go oh we'll just whack it up a little bit louder and actually sometimes you can then end up sensitizing the dog to the noises rather than, than desensitizing them so yeah it's often worth getting guidance i mean the booklet and the guidance on that that comes for, available to download from sound scary is really good um so, so certainly if people are interested then go and have have a look at it but if they're in any doubt then yes it would be best to seek seek advice Brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant, Hannah. Yeah, thank you so much for that. So hopefully we'll have much happier dogs this fireworks night. Brilliant, yes. Well, especially or especially next year, because I think that's what people forget about, isn't it? That they don't, they get over this lot mm-hmm. and then they suddenly forget, oh my goodness, it's coming around again and we've not done anything about yeah. it. So um, yeah. that's what I wouldn't have known. So that, no. that's really, really useful. So thank you so much, Hannah, for your for your time. Um, I think we've learned loads and I hope the listeners out there are um, have enjoyed it and learnt as well. And we will see you in the next episode. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Canny Cross Conversations. If there's something you'd like to know about Canny Cross and running, then please get in touch with us at cannycrossconversations.co.uk and don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss our next episode.